Welcome to the Empowered Homes Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to be a resource to connect church and home by growing strong families. Hey, this is Bobby. On today's episode, we are introducing our new co-host to Empowered Homes Podcast, Maggie. Hey, Maggie. Hey, guys. Maggie is joining us, and you're going to be hearing a lot more uh, from her in the days ahead on the podcast. So we took an episode. It's a shorter one for uh, anybody listening and that you've been listening or you're just new to get to know Maggie a little bit and just hear her heart and why she cares deeply about connecting church and home. Uh, if you have any questions or would like more information, always reach out to empoweredhomes.org. Maggie, welcome. Uh, hello. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Maggie, we, we wanted the listeners just to get to know you a little bit. Um, as we continue this out, we're going to have some fun episodes where it's just us and then it's going to be us and other people and then we're going to interview people. It's just going to be fun. So I'm joking saying it's the Maggie and Bob show. Um, <laughs> the name, we're still workshopping the name. Yeah, we're still, if you have any comments for our show's name, um, please drop us an email at uh, empoweredhomes.org. That'd be awesome. Or Even if you want to create a yeah. jingle for us. Yeah, a jingle. That Yeah. That, Something a, catchy. A jingle. Um, that's just a fun word. But uh, Maggie is coming on and she's also going to take on and you're going to hear her a lot more um, without me. So we have a lot of incredible content that um, we'll, we'll hear more about her, her story and all that stuff here in a second. But we have some cre- content coming this next year that um, she's going to be just influential and in, in making it uh, a big part of the podcast. So, uh, Maggie is, um, our, one of our children's pastors at Kingsland Baptist church. She does incredible work with our, our children's ministry and, um, just has a voice that, um, needs to be heard. And so we are excited about you co-hosting with me. I don't have to do this alone anymore. Uh, <laughs> I've just, and I, I kind of draw, pick the short straw of saying, Hey, I'll host. And you didn't know what it entailed. I huh? had no idea. I have a feeling. I'm not sure I know what you, it entails yeah, either. <laughs> it's super fun. Uh, we get to interview some cool people yes. and talk about hard topics and, uh, just really the purpose of this podcast is to grow strong families, which I know that's your heart. Mm-hmm, we want to grow strong families by connecting church and home. And so everything we're going to do is going to continue to do that. But um, now we have your voice along with that. So really, this episode is just about getting to know you. I have a bunch of questions uh, (laughs) that I'm going to ask you, but starting off like, you know, for the listeners listening, just to get to know you, share a little bit of your story, your background, and then tell us like your call to Mm -hmm. ministry. That'd be a great place to start. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, uh, my family moved to Katy when I was in elementary school and we started going to Kingsland pretty soon after moving to Katy. Um, and so I have been a part of Kingsland since I was in children's ministry. So I actually get to work on some of the same programs, work with some of the same leaders who poured into me and really influenced my life. And so that's sort of a fun, um, unique aspect to my ministry. I um, felt the call into ministry when I was in junior high, and I always tell people that it wasn't like some super dramatic moment where like the heavens opened up and I was like, oh yes, this is what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life. 
Um, it was more just um, continued steps and continued opportunities. And so when I was in junior high, um, I started serving with the preschool ministry, and I loved it. And um, I think when you're in sixth grade, a lot of sixth graders want to serve in preschool ministry because, honestly, it's like they get to be the leader and they get to yeah, sort of charge. boss younger yeah. people around, which is like a new phenomenon to them. Yeah. And so um, a lot of my friends were serving alongside of me. And as we started growing older, I noticed that they were no longer there, um, but I still really, really enjoyed it. And so I continued serving and um, just sort of saw how the gifts that God had given me aligned with children's ministry and um, was really passionate about helping kids understand God's love and um, helping them understand the Bible and why it's important. And so I um, continued and I got to intern at Kingsland um, during my summers off when I would come back home with the children's ministry. And then I went away to college and um, pursued a bachelor's in social work at Mississippi College um, and then came back to Katy. And I, I don't know that I ever expected to do that. It just wasn't on my mind at that point, um, but really glad I did. So came back to Katy and started working at Kingsland with the children's ministry um, and started working on my master's of arts in Christian ed. Yeah. And not only your love for children, but also their parents as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I I have such a heart for families Mm. in general, and I know um, I know how important it was for me to have my parents plugged into the church and choosing to lead me spiritually. And I see what an effect that has had on my life. Um, and I know that, you know, when I had hard things come up in my life and when I had questions about faith or about the Bible, my parents were the first ones I went to. Mm. And so I want to make sure that kids understand that they can go to their parents, but then I also want parents to feel equipped yes. when their kids yeah. come to them. Yeah, yeah, which I love. And that's, you know, part of just working with you, um, the time I've been with you, just knowing that's your heart. Um, and I see you love my kids too, and it's awesome. Uh, so, you know, you, you're calling to ministry, mm-hmm. not only here at Kingsland, but you have uh, a greater reach and a greater voice outside of Kingsland, uh, what are some other things that you're involved in outside of here? So this isn't technically outside of Kingsland, but I do lead a junior high life group on Sunday nights, yeah, which I is do. super fun. I've done that for several years um, and really, really enjoy that. I also um, I uh, do some contract work with Lifeway, so that means I get to do some of the writing with some of their children's curriculums, which is really fun, and yeah. I love getting to have um, – sort of a voice in the curriculum that our kids are learning from on Sundays, yeah. which is neat. That's awesome. And you have a ton of resources on empoweredhomes.org as well. Yes. Um, a lot of great, yes. great downloads and articles and some videos. And so um, just incredible. Um, so thankful for, for you joining in and, and co-hosting with me. So those are some of the, the, Practical things people want to know about your heart, and uh, it's awesome. I want to just, let's give a little insight to who is Maggie, and I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm not questions. sure where this is going. I'm going to ask, we'll some, see. I'm going to ask you some questions that, like, 
Um, just give a little bit more insight into exactly who you are as we're going to be listening to you for a little bit, uh, coming soon. So, all right, first one, easy softball. What are some of your hobbies? Like, what are some you love to do? I love to be outside. Um, and that is probably not something I would have described myself as, um, you know, even 10 years ago, but I really, really enjoy it. I love to hike. Um, so I, I try and get outside and go different places and hike. I've recently sort of gotten into bike riding again. Um, So nothing super serious, but just heading out to the park. and. So do you have like a 10 speed or 12 speed or 24 speed? I'm just kidding. I don't know what any of that means. I'm just saying I do. I have speeds, yes. You have speeds, yeah. I'm like trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I I haven't been on a bike. That's about as much as I know as well. Yeah. I hadn't been on a bike in years. Uh, It's good. You should give it a try again. I'm not built for bike riding, but you you never know. We'll see. I, I had a trainer tell me one time like, you shouldn't do spin class. And I was oh, like, I love spin class. Okay, see, he was like straight up like, yeah, this isn't for you. Uh, just we all have you know. our things. Yeah. so I, I do love spin class. Yeah, well. You, you c- don't go as far as when you're on an actual bike. <laughs> True. But that's sort of demoralizing. True. Or Peloton or whatever those things yeah, are Yeah, I, I don't yeah. do Peloton. Yeah, no Pelotons. All right, so you mentioned outdoors, yes. and we both share an, a love for West Texas, especially yes. Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been to Big Ben. So tell me mm-hmm. about some of your favorite hikes out in Big Ben. Yeah, man, that area of Texas is just amazing to me. It is so different from anywhere else in Texas that I've ever seen. And it's just, I've, mm-hmm. I've never been anywhere like it. Um, and it's it's quirky and it's beautiful and it's breathtaking. And I, I love that combination. Um, so we, my family went to Big Bend National Park over Thanksgiving, I guess a year and a half ago. Um, and we did the Pine Canyon Trail, mm, yeah. which is really beautiful. And the, the fun thing about it is that you go through like, I mean, gosh, I think it's like three different ecosystems essentially. Yeah. And so it feels like by the time you reach the end of the trail, you're at a waterfall. Yeah. And it feels like you're in a completely different, you're like in this oasis from the desert yeah. essentially. And it's really beautiful. And we also saw bears while we were on that trail, which was very cool. Yeah. And we just like stood and watched them for it's a while. Super rare out there too. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd say be aware of bears anytime mm-hmm. you're out there, but like not many people get to see them. So it's a big no. deal that you get to see them. That's that's all. Yeah, I love Big Ben, and this is not like a Big Ben commercial. If someone's listening, like, but it should be go to Big Ben. Go to Big Ben. Uh, It really is. I mean, there's no words. Like everybody asks, like, what is it about Big? Like, I just you got to go and you got to experience. Yeah, there's no there's no way to describe it. And also, every part of West Texas, I feel like is very different from the other parts. So we did some time in the national park. And then we also did some time in the state park and they look vastly different. Yeah. Um, the state park is just miles and miles and miles and miles of desert. Yeah. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So big Ben, we share that commonality. I love big Ben. All right. Here's a super fun one. Who's your hero. Okay. So when I was thinking about this one, I, um, gave myself my own rules in that I couldn't make it anyone that I actually know in real life because that felt fair. Um, so my hero is Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers. He is Mm. amazing. And I love that he's sort of gotten more of a spotlight over the past couple of years. 
Um, he is just amazing. And he is one of, I think, one of the most um, creative and intentional children's ministers yeah. that's ever existed. Yeah. Um, he, one of my favorite sort of fun facts about him is that he trained himself to speak at a speed that kids are um, able to listen and process yeah. better at. And I just, that, that intentionality is amazing to me. Yeah. And he was a children's pastor. Mm-hmm. Like that's, he was. Yep. It, it no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about mm-hmm. it. Like you read everything about him and what he did and what he stood for. Uh, he was a pastor and mm-hmm. he cared deeply about children and their parents. Absolutely. Just, yeah. That's, Absolutely. Hey, I'll, he's a hero to me too. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll throw that one in there. All right, here's uh, another one. What makes you angry, like rage angry? Like what's something yeah. that just drives you up the wall? So I asked um, my friends what makes me angry, <laughs> which is a very humbling experience, and they had several answers for me. Um, but I think the resounding one was grammar mistakes. Oh. I am very passionate about grammar being correct. Okay. Um, and I'm a little bit nervous to put that out there in case I, you know, for when I do inevitably make a grammar mistake, because yeah. I do know that I've done that before. Um, but. Well, just know ahead of time, anytime I send you show notes, it's full of typos and grammatical er- 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 errors, if I can say error. Yeah. So just know it's all, it's coming and you can edit as much as you want Thank and you. feel free to. Cause that's it's, all I want. I just yeah. want the license to edit things. It's yeah. I'll fine. give you all the license to edit. Cause I am, that's like a weakness for me. Um, all right. Any phobias? Any yes, other? absolutely. <laughs> this is getting very real oh, right we're getting now. Personal now. Okay. Very real. Um, I hate needles. Like, with a passion, what they are, yeah, it's it's not good. Like my okay. mom, um, like once I got older, refused to go to the doctor with me because mm. I was such a baby about shots. Wow. Um, so what do you do? Like if you had to go get a flu shot, what do you do? Or do you just not get one? Oh, I don't get a flu shot. Oh man. I know that's. So, I know that that's a bad choice. Yeah. Um, so if I get the flu, I'm blaming you. Well, I haven't had the flu yet. I don't know, but you carry it or I don't know how that works. I don't works. know how that works. It's science. I know. That's a really bad thing to admit. Yeah. I do get like, I do get other vaccines and all of that. And I just sort of have to suck it up and do it. Yeah. Um, The last time I got a flu shot, I was not much younger than I am right now. And the nurse, um, I was like, react like I was overreacting like getting myself so anxious in the doctor's office that she was like this is embarrassing um she was like okay so I have these micro needle vaccines that we save for infants and senior adults and I have one left and I will give it to you so essentially I stole a flu shot from a baby you took a baby's flu shot yeah, it's not good. So wh- where was that at? Because my baby needed a flu shot and they I'm were out. So sorry. That, I'm kidding. I'm so no. sorry. No. She also yeah. made me sit there for a while after yeah. giving it because she was worried I was going to faint. Oh, that's yeah. terrifying. That, I really hate needles a lot. So for me, my and this sounds terrible because anybody that knows me, I'm a big guy. I'm supposed to be all tough or whatever, but it doesn't matter how big or how small. I'm not getting close to a spider. 
Really? I am terrified. I don't okay. When I was a kid uh, at my grandma's, so she lived out on this farm. And mm-hmm. you know those big, huge, like, they're black and yellow. They're harmless. Like, they eat bugs, but they just, they make an, uh, a web and they sit uh-huh. right in the middle and they just hang out. Intimidating. Like, they were everywhere yeah. back then. And so I remember opening up her closet to get a blanket out mm-hmm. one night mm-hmm. and it, like, flew on my head. Oh. It fell right on my face. Uh-huh. And uh, since that moment, I just don't You're mess done. with spiders. Yeah, my yeah. wife kills the spiders at home. So well, that's I mean, yeah. So yeah. you may be afraid of needles. I'm. I can't do spiders. There we so go. common bond here. We got we phobias. Go. <laughs> We're all yeah. afraid of something. We all have fears. Um, and, you know, G- Jesus says, "Do not fear," but we, we we got fears. It's okay. Let's be real. All right. Uh, I got two more questions. I'm going to skip this this one. Uh, this one's kind of telling. This is going to tell a lot about you if you if you answer this one correctly. Because there's some Yikes. there's some wrong answers to this, um, yeah. so no pressure. Okay. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. what would it be? Okay, so this has to be like health aside. Like there would be yeah, no health no, consequences. No health. You okay. just eat this forever because like you is, love it. Oh well, then obviously pizza. Pizza. Yes. You answered incorrectly. No, I did not. Okay. No, I'm kidding. What like what kind like what's your favorite pizza? Are you so, deep dish or thin? Um, I am homemade pizza. Oh, okay. So my dad and I have this sort of standing Tuesday night dinner where I go over to my parents' house and my mom works late on Tuesday nights and so we started this years ago and we um usually will will do homemade pizza. And so, you know, he'll make the dough earlier in the day. And then I come over and we actually make the pizzas. Um, sometimes days are crazy and you know, it's call for takeout pizza Tuesday night. But, um, so yeah, homemade pizza. Homemade. My mom makes really great pizza. What's your toppings? So, um, there is this, this is one of my favorites. There's this like mozzarella prosciutto basil roll. And you can like slice. Yeah, it's real fancy. Yeah, we go big in the Bertram household. Um, So you just slice it really, really thinly and then put that on pizza crust with like olive oil and bake it. And it's very good. Awesome. I could eat that for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Pizza. So I I can't knock that. I like pizza too. All right. Last question uh, for you. I know if people are still listening, they're like, okay, I think I know Maggie. But... Um, you know, part of our, this podcast, we want to connect church and home and, um, we, we really want to equip, you already said it, you, you love equipping parents so that they can lead their homes well, um, uh, in, in families. So what's your favorite thing about working with families and kids and connecting church and home? Like what's yeah. your, what's your, what, what like gives you wind in your sails, if mm-hmm. you will? Well, one, kids are just fun. So it's just fun to sit down and talk with a kid yeah. when I get the chance to. Um, they have some really funny and fun and interesting things to say, and so I love hearing that. Um, but I think that the points where I get like the most just like hyped about what we're doing, um, I love seeing families who aren't holding themselves to a standard of perfection but do realize that they can be the primary faith trainers Mm. in their child's life. And when they connect that this is very much something that they can do and that they've been called to do, even though they may not know how to do it, but when they step into that calling without 
you know, even knowing what the next step looks like, that's exciting to me yeah. when it connects and they realize that this is something they can do. Yeah. And they become intentional mm-hmm. and they care and they may make mistakes. I make mistakes. We met, we all do. But when, when you get that, that understanding, I I'm with you. I love when you, you have that light bulb moment, mm-hmm. uh, man, that's, that's, that's why we do what we do. Absolutely. And, and we want to create resources to, for parents to feel comfortable, to be able mm-hmm. to, uh, just to tackle any situation, anything that they have going on. And, um, that's, that's a, yeah, that's awesome. And that's, that's why you are now our, our co-host <laughs> on the podcast. So, uh, you guys that are listening, if you've been listening for since the beginning, um, you're going to be hearing a lot more of Maggie. Maggie, we're glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for listening to the Empowered Homes podcast. For more content and information to connect church and home, please visit empoweredhomes.org.